to live in the present, we experience that authentic joy that you see in children. You see it there. They're like these balls of happiness because they live in the present. You know, there's if you can do it, if we could do it all day, we would be balls of happiness too. Welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Kiara Townley about her experience of first entering motherhood and how she now helps soon-to-be moms on their spiritual journey. I'd like to start this episode off first by saying thank you so much to all the listeners and everybody that has supported us along the way. This has been an amazing journey so far, and it has been such a blast recording episodes and watching the podcast expand. We are currently going through our Heal Your Trauma Mama event, which is 30 days of mini episodes that you can follow along with. And we are also getting ready for our first ever spring festival event on May 15th. This event is going to be packed with guest speakers, activities, vendors, food trucks, giveaways, and it will be a space to truly embrace motherhood. This event is family friendly and kids five and under will be free, but keep in mind that this event is meant to celebrate mamas and bring us together so that we can hear each other's stories and bond as a community. I hope to see you there as past guests of the podcast and mamas from all over come together to make this event possible. Use the promo code ENTERINGMOTHERHOOD50 to get 50% off. To learn more about the event and who you can expect to see there, check out the show notes and head on over to the Entering Motherhood website, or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hi, hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so excited to have you here today and get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. So my name is Chiara Taule. I am a spiritual coach for moms-to-be. So I help moms-to-be let go of anxiety and align with their soul's path so that they can enjoy the powerful gift of motherhood. My career didn't start like that at all. Uh, just to give you a quick, uh, a quick intro of who I am, I was born in Italy. I lived there until after uh, university. Then I moved to London. That's where I met my husband. Uh, we had a very kind of tormented movie style love story. We were separated for a while. Eventually, we got married in San Francisco in 2014. And then from there, we lived in San Francisco for a little bit. We decided we wanted to travel the world before um, having kids because we were we both love travel. So we saved some money, traveled the world for six months, and then eventually we moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, where we started a family. And this is uh, where I had my first child in 2019. And I um, didn't like being pregnant. <laughs> I had morning sickness uh, the first couple of months and then um, acid reflux throughout all the pregnancy. 
So I was kind of like um, angry with my body because it was reacting that way. So there was a lot of complaining, a lot of resistance in the experience. I um, ended up having an induction because uh, my my son apparently wanted to stay in a little bit longer. And that ended up in a C-section after four hours pushing. It was traumatic. Uh, it was my worst case scenario. It happened. Eventually, you know, um, it's, the recovery was hard, but my husband was home and uh, the problems came for me when he went back to work and I kind of saw myself alone with the baby. That's when I started to develop really uh, strong anxiety with panic attacks and intrusive thoughts. Yeah. So where did you travel to for those six months? Oh, so it was, um, so I had the green card at the time, so I could, we could only do six months. So we chose, well, we went to see my family in Italy before, and then we did um, Japan, um, Taiwan, and then we went to, if I remember correctly, it was like Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, um, I think, I think Miss Singapore before, and then we went to Australia, New Zealand, and then, uh, South America. Oh, wow. That's a lot for six months. That must've been exciting. Yeah. We, we fell in love, you know, thanks to the love for traveling. So it was something important for us. We were like, before starting the family, let's do like a bigger trip, like something bigger. So yeah, it was, it was incredible, especially pre COVID times, right? Like now we can't even think about it, but it was amazing. Yes. Great. And then, so you said you didn't like being pregnant. There was a lot of things going on during your pregnancy journey and leading up to then the cesarean, which was not planned. What was, you know, digging a little bit deeper into that birth experience. I also ended up in a cesarean. I was planning on, you know, completely unmedicated, going to go in it. Like this baby's just going to pop out. No problem. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then it was, you know, after 24 hours of being in labor and going through all of this and then it just resulted in the cesarean. So like what was kind of like going through your mind when that decision had been made, you're going to have the cesarean and, and that like immediate initial, I guess, experience. So when I got the induction, things progressed very quickly. So I didn't even have, you know, time to, to catch up kind of thing, you know, because I got into the last stage of labor pretty fast, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, my mind, I, I don't think I was completely connected with my, my body, my feelings, like it was too much. Um, and when they told me they, that I had to go for a C-section because the head of my um, son was stuck, I was exhausted because I had pushed for actively for four hours. So I remember just like, tears like falling down and and and, like not even being able to speak um so really like frozen like panic frozen um i would say and interestingly i was able to keep it together during the surgery which is uh, i don't know if women are aware of this but you're awake they put like a curtain it's like Oh my God, even just saying it again makes me want to scream. But uh, I was able to keep it together because I guess you have some adrenaline. Once the surgery was done, though, I had a panic attack. Like, I, my mind couldn't process. I was like, what? 
happened to me. Um, I didn't want my baby on my body. They said, do you want the baby? I was like, no. I, I mean, I was grieving. It's, uh, it was so much. Yeah, I had a panic attack. They had to give me um, an anti-anxiety medication. So that was right in the OR that you were having this attack. Uh, right after the surgery, when ja, they move you away from that room. But like, yeah, I, I remember probably like uh, blurry memories of being, you know, when they take you through the corridor, you know, through the hallway. And uh, they ask me, do you want your son? And I said, no. Very, very traumatic and sad. So when did you finally hold him? Honestly, I remember being really just the experience being really painful. Um, I remember the scar was just like so painful. So I can tell you I have a memory of connection. That's a good question. And I, nobody actually asked me this recently. So I, I can tell you, I don't remember that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. It is wild what kind of goes through our mind when all of that stuff is happening and what we tend to kind of you know, block out or ignore, like how you were saying, like you were able to hold it together during the surgery. Like I had a similar experience too. I was, you know, being told like, okay, this is the best route possible. This is what we need to go through. And I just kind of, okay, all right, like, let's go. And then like, I, it didn't process in my mind until later on that I had gone through major surgery and that like I had had a cesarean it wasn't something that I allowed myself to process until after the experience and how was it for you like I mean how did you did you also feel it was traumatic like once you process once you start to start yeah I think I think it was not until I really thought about what had happened to me that I understood that it was traumatic and that's why I had like blocked out so much of the process like I like I was shaking on the table and and they were like oh it's the medication and and things like that I think it was just like a combination of everything like I just wanted my baby out like I wanted them safe and and that's what I felt was the best possible solution at the time but you have nine months of time to determine what you feel your birth is going to be like and then in those moments, you have minutes, seconds sometimes to really process what is going to be occurring in your life and, and you know, project into um, what's really going to be the birth of your child. Yeah, I, could, I feel you. I feel you so much. Yeah. So how has that experience really you know, shaped the way that you serve moms now? Yeah, so it wasn't so much the cesarean. Um, yeah, it was traumatic. But then the the recommendation I had was like to talk about it with my husband, to try to remember the experience, rebuild it slowly. Um, so I did that, you know, and eventually the, the part of the, the C-section went away. My problem was when my husband went back to work and I was alone with the baby because he was with me for three months. So even though it was hard to recover, he was there. He was supportive. And, and then I was like, I'm going to be alone with this baby. I, I'm going to do this. You know, um, 
I, I was like, I can't do it. So I started to just really have anxiety of doing something stupid of like, I started to have really worst case scenario type of things with intrusive thoughts about the death of the baby in every possible way. Um, so it was really, it was really hard. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. Now I talk about it with you know some some knowledge of the process but at the time I didn't know what was going on so I uh, talked to my OB I told her that I probably need some help um, and um, I booked an appointment with her with a counselor but after doing that I felt that the more I talk about those negative emotions the more I identified with them and I realized through the healing journey that the worst thing you can do is identify with your emotions because then they trigger thoughts and the thoughts make you feel that you're a bad person and a bad mom and and that is the the dangerous part thoughts are just thoughts like they're just kind of waves coming and going but at the time it's, it's hard to to understand that and so some women may like to talk about to talk about it, to let it out. For me, it was like, no, this is not who I am. I've always been a very positive person. So I was like, this can't be my new reality. It's like somehow I knew that it wasn't me. So I uh, decided to uh, put into practice essentially like uh, all the years in studying uh, self-development and spirituality on my own. And I was really, really um, into the chakra system. So I knew a lot about it, but one thing is knowing and reading and the other is integrating. And so I started to just kind of like check in with my body, close my eyes, meditate, and I was like, when do I feel the tension? There's something wrong going on here. Uh, what is the tension? And so I found it in my heart. It was like some pressure, you know? And I was like, well, clearly I can't bond with my baby. But there was something more there. It was the love for myself. Because when you start to think you're a bad mom, you're a bad person, you're gonna do something stupid, you lose the love for yourself, essentially that blocks then the bonding because if you don't love yourself as you know you can't love other people and so uh, that was the revelation in that moment and so in that moment i was almost kind of healed already like the healing process had started and then i focused on really the, the space of the heart so i would meditate send light to the space of the heart af affirmations about the heart and loving myself and that's how i healed and it was miraculous it was relatively fast you know and then i was healed yeah. Can you kind of dig into the chakras a little bit more and maybe people that aren't familiar with, you know, listening to our intuition or, or developing that kind of relationship with ourselves? Yeah, so the the idea is that we are energy. We're made of energy and the chakras are our seven main energy centers. So I do have... Um, the knowledge of the chakras are like an intuitive level, as you said, but also like psychology applied to the chakras. So basically, I'm going to run them, like tell you like the basics of the seven for the people who are listening and don't know anything about it. So the seven centers, as I said, they start from the base of the spine. The root chakra is about our sense of safety and security. The belly is the sacral chakra, is, a, is our emotional center, creativity and sexuality. The stomach, the solar plexus chakra, is our identity, our ego, our personal power, and our desire for control. The heart center is about love and self-love. The throat um, chakra is about self-expression and our voice. And the third eye chakra forehead is our intuition and the top of the head the crown chakra is our connection with a bigger source our god or universe or whatever you want to call it 
Now, when you um, become a mom, there are like three main chakras that can be affected. Like when you experience anxiety, there are different types of anxiety, right? So I would say the three main centers that get affected during the journey into motherhood are their sacral, because obviously that's where the action happens, right? Where the belly, everything happens there, right? The solar plexus chakra, the, the stomach, because there's so much you can't control. So as humans, we want to control. So we suffer in that area of the stomach. And then, as I said, the the hard space, it's because, you know, you're just this fear of like doing something wrong. And so you kind of like may lose love for yourself in the process. In addition to that, some women also experience worst case scenario, like the intrusive thoughts. Those are more connected with the root chakra because those are really deep fears that are not necessarily connected to reality. To, to just give you a little bit more insight into each one of this. The, the worst case scenario are not thoughts that are based on reality, as I said. So you're not, if you have violence, uh, intrusive thoughts, it doesn't mean that you're going to act on them, right? They're not based on any whatsoever sign in reality. So they are connected with safety and security um, with the root chakra. The sacral chakra, it's our emotional center. So mainly anxiety also gets stored there, but that is more about emotions that haven't been processed. So things that actually happened to us in the past, during childhood, during our adult life that we haven't processed and like kind of like stay there. And so that's kind of more the anxiety that um, it's in the sacral chakra. The one in the solar plexus chakra in the stomach is about our um, fear of losing control and that, or losing identity too, because, you know, in the journey to motherhood, many women feel they're losing everything they know about themselves. And so those are the fears that reside in the stomach area. And the heart, as I said before, it's like that kind of like losing love for yourself because you're scared of being a bad person and not being able to take care of your child. Yeah, that's great. I think you know, when you explain it and, and talk about how they relate to what's going on, it makes such a clear picture of, you know, that connection and sort of what needs to be looked at and healed. So what are some ways that we can really start to, you know, tap into those and, and look a bit deeper into into healing those three specific ways for example yeah so my work is one-on-one because it's very very personalized to the story of the person it's hard for me to give general tips but with the chakras what i like doing is working with the colors so the chakras have colors you can picture the color you can breathe in and breathe out that color that kind of helps you to rebalance the chakra in general Um, But as I said, yes, it really depends. The way I use the healing process really depends on uh, your specific story. I use, um, yeah, the chakra balancing, but it can be specific about a specific emotion that you're feeling, um, the inner child work, uh, journaling, affirmations. So these are some of the tools that I use, but they are really, really tailored to the person. So that's something to keep in mind about my practice. So you were talking about, you know, having the knowledge of things versus like actually integrating them before motherhood and before working with moms in this way. Was that something that you were integrating as part of your life? Uh, Were you, you know, very spiritual before and, and connecting with chakras and then 
it took on a different meaning after motherhood or what was that journey like? Oh yeah, you asked me about intuition. Um, yeah, intuition is a big part of this, but uh, my approach with intuition is that intuition is based in the third eye chakra, right? So now we have an energy that goes starts from the base and goes up to the crown, right? When we have blockages in the lower chakras, we block the energy. So we block our intuition. So intuition develops as we heal ourselves. And so I had studied like self-development and spirituality for many years. I have meditated for many years, but that connection with intuition developed with me and exploded kind of after I became a mom, which is something that's why I always talk about the spiritual side of motherhood, because it's really like this journey where you can open up to so much more. I remember after I healed from my postpartum depression and anxiety, I, during meditation, I received this message and this message was, um, what you're looking for is your son. And it was this idea of, we tend to look for that wisdom, um, in other places, right? But our children are really our biggest teachers uh, for different reasons, because they come directly from source. So if you believe in reincarnation, um, they come directly from that source. So they carry that energy that they were in just before coming into the body. So they have this beautiful, healing, powerful energy that you can kind of absorb. And and yeah, they are our biggest teacher in that, in that sense. And, and that takes away the pressure to from uh, from being a mom because it's all about responsibility and taking care of your child without really seeing that we can learn so much from them and that was in- instrumental for me in really kind of um, not feeling that pressure of all the responsibilities that I had so spirituality helped me and and so it, it came in stages, you know, from meditation to actually developing intuition and receiving messages. Cause like we can receive messages through our intuition that are, you know, obviously we could talk about this for hours, right? But there are different intuitive senses, the clairvoyance, the clairaudient, um, claircognizant, clairsentient. So it depends where do you feel your intuition, you know? Yes, in, in the chakras is related to the third eye because all of that happens in your mind, but it's also connected with the gut, right? And when you free your these centers because you heal yourself, you allow the energy to just like come through freely and your intuition develops. Yeah. So you said, you know, like our children are teachers and they have the ability to really give us that healing power and we can learn so much from them. So in motherhood, what are some things that you feel you've learned from your child? Oh my God. Yeah. So, so many, so many lessons in motherhood. Like one of the first things that this journey taught me is acceptance, like really like accept what is going on there's so much you can't control you just have to just learn how to accept what's going on and and just really let it go you know um and then really be present because you know children are present they don't think about the past the future because honestly humans live way more in the past and the future than the present and in the past there are many regrets and in the future there's anxiety so we never live in the present when we actually are able to live in the present we experience that authentic joy that you see in children you see in their they're like these balls of happiness because they live in the present you know there's if you can do it if we could do it all day we would be balls of happiness you know yeah Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's something so unique there. And I think even when we're pregnant and we're carrying a child in us, 
there's just such a connection that you have with source or energy. There's, it takes on like a new meaning of life when you are able to create life. And I think becoming a mother, becoming a parent, you're able to directly see that life in front of you. And I feel like it's helped me realize, you know, how valuable life is and just how much more there is to it. And like you said, like they're, they're so capable of being in the present moment. And I think that's something that, you know, I have really been able to focus back down to and, and connect back to, because I think I was constantly kind of like you were saying, like running into the future and thinking more long-term and this and that, and what if, and not all those things. And to be able to just look at them and see like they don't have these thoughts like run through their head and you know like they're so present in their in their lives yeah i completely agree with you yeah such a and gift. then yeah it is and also you know going back to how you were saying like you know like we need to love ourselves before we can love others how have you seen that in mothers and what message do you kind of send to them as far as focusing on themselves and maybe focusing more on self-care and self-love so that they can be more present and and available for their family and their their the people around them I think it's super important as a mom to decide a couple of non-negotiables that you have to do every day. I wake up, my husband works in the morning. Um, he wakes up earlier to help with uh, with my son so that I can sleep in a little bit more because like, I don't know if it's the, my Italian but, uh, blood, but I need to sleep in a little bit more and he helps in those early hours. So that's when I... Uh, do a little bit of exercise, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation. Those are my non-negotiables. If I don't start moving my body even a tiny bit and do a little bit of yoga, I don't function. And it's important and it nurtures the love for myself. So you need to choose and even like before you become a mom, like write them down. These are my non-negotiables. I'm going to find a way to have them in my life you know whatever that entails asking for external help whatever that is those non-negotiables are going to be essential for your life as a mom to nurture the love for yourself yeah how did you come up with your non-negotiables or what would you do to kind of encourage a mom to think about you know what she wants or, or what those are going to look like I think that each one of us, I would encourage anybody to choose something to move your body. So whatever it is, like your 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 passion, I can be biking, running, yoga. That gets the blood going, you know, it helps with the mind too. So whatever helps, but like physical activity, even time, like I do 10 minutes of yoga or stationary bike. So, and then the meditation helps me with peace of mind, helps me with this acceptance and being present. So I think whatever helps you feel a sense of joy and peace of mind and presence, it's the activity. So ask yourself, what makes me feel that way? And then you'll find your non-negotiables. What has been your favorite part of working with moms and really, you know, teaching them to be more spiritual and connected? 
oh really like seeing this um this openness that when you start to open up to this spiritual help that it comes to you so like seeing that even when i teach certain concepts and seeing that they actually come to life and when they come to me and say oh i i got this message i received this signs or like i was able to connect with my emotion at the body level like seeing that this openness is really just the only thing you need really and obviously yes like a mentor we all have mentors you know i had my mentors but really it's like healers are just people who trigger the healing in you and the intuition and and then you can do it on your own so my my work my passion is to give you tools also that you can use on your own you know and then you can do it yourself yeah i think that's great and then you also kind of talk about five steps and methods that really you use in your program and and give to mom so can you kind of highlight those a little bit and maybe explain like how that process came about yeah so um this this program came to me um like i was inspired by the five elements to create these programs essentially i wanted to create a unique method something that you can't find out there you know something mine um, and so in addition to the chakras, I also work with the elements um, because each one of us has elements in us, you know, and some of them are more prevalent than others. I use a mix of astrology and Ayurveda to understand what elements are more prevalent in you and how we can incorporate the others to, to find balance. But I also thought it was great to take a, a mom to be in a journey through the elements so as stages. And so I created the program based on this idea. So it goes from the earth to the water, to the fire, to the air, and to the ether. So the earth is really about getting into the root of the anxiety that you're feeling, the limiting beliefs, and where do they come from? So we we go into kind of like the digging. That's why it's it's the earth. The water is like my intuitive part. This is like... um, where I work kind of on my own with my intuition and my tools. And I write like um, a written plan for you that includes like the, uh, the analysis of your chakra system, that your elements, a little bit of channeling and tarot that I use also to understand the soul's path. So what your soul is here to learn in this lifetime. So I put together in like, um, put it together in a written plan, as I said, and that's kind of the water part. The fire is the work that we do together. So essentially we take what's in the written plan and we go through the work. We do the practices together. And as I said before, they include like a mix of like chakra balancing, inner child work, um, uh, journaling, affirmations, whatever you need that I feel like it's and also sometimes practical steps, you know, anything that comes from my intuitive guidance. Um, and so we do the work together. So that's a big part because fire is the element of transformation. So that's where you transform. Um, the air is the part where you consciously decide what you want to leave behind to make space for motherhood because you need to make space for motherhood. There are things you definitely want to leave behind because it's a death and rebirth for the mom. Um, and then the last part, the eater, is kind of really the connection with the soul of your child. Like how can how can you help each other go through life? Why are, why did you choose each other? Because like we have a spiritual contracts, not with not just with our children, with other people in our lives, but the one with our children is the most important one. That's amazing. I love that. I really like how you are able to incorporate so many things and relate it to what's going on and and how we can process our transition into motherhood. 
And I think that helps tremendously because it really elaborates on, you know, the process that we're going through and it's able to give us like a sense of understanding of what's occurring. And I think, I think that's a lot of what moms struggle with. They just don't maybe necessarily like understand, like they're kind of, why is this happening? What's going on? Why am I having these thoughts? And I think when we're able to put it into a practical system that we can really relate to, it, it helps that journey and it helps that transition so much more. Yeah, I completely agree. And let me say that it's why it's so important to do this before you become a mom, because inner child, inner work is the best gift that you can give your child. When you become a mom, so many things will resurface about your childhood and like traumas, not necessarily big traumas, but things will resurface. And if you don't deal with them, you know, they'll haunt you, you know, because you'll go through this process and they'll come up and you won't, you won't have the tools. But if you do it before, you're just going to be a little bit more ready. Obviously, you know, healing is the work of a lifetime. Things will come up. But at least, you know, working with someone like me, like you just learn tools, you know, it's like, and then you're a little bit more, you find that kind of peace of mind that you can go back to every time, you know, and, and you bounce back faster. Essentially. Yeah, I completely agree. So what would be one, you know, final message that you would want new moms to hear or moms to be to really know and understand in their journey of entering motherhood? I would say that um, the journey into motherhood is a spiritual journey um, and that can open up so much for you. Um, so much more understanding, compassion, intuition. I call it like the quantum leap because it's like growth that occurs so fast and inner work is what is going to allow you to really take advantage of these tools. So the, the last word is that motherhood is really like a spiritual journey. So open up to this like a spiritual dimension because it's going to enrich your experience so much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Like, how can we reach you, get in contact with you if we want to, you know, work with you and things like that? Yeah, so um, my website is Chiara, like my name, be like Bravo in between, Chiara Ta B. Townley. That's where you can find more information about the program. As I said, it's one-on-one. -on -one. I also have a free chakra-based meditation that you can download there. And you can find me also on Instagram where I share, you know, um, about spirituality and motherhood. And this is like the same name, Chiara B. Townley. You can find me there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and really just sharing your own personal experience and everything that you're doing for moms and, and just what that journey has been like for you entering motherhood. Thanks so much for having me. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.